This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. And this episode's going to destroy it. Why are you in a good mood? How do I get in a good mood as well? Well, I got my apartment. Okay, so buy me an apartment. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Stop being a selfish friend. So, not to push the issue, but we have a PayPal. <laughs> oh my God. If someone could give any money. You have no idea. We Should I put a picture of my bank account online? <laughs> it's so sad right and, now. Yeah. Um, I'm moving in with my boyfriend of three or four months yeah because i can't i don't have enough for a down deposit to move out because i had to buy a new laptop and whatnot yes that was so our paypal thing was for a laptop for reppy because reppy only had a chromebook that was very old it was from high school it didn't do a lot no so it did almost nothing and she also goes to school so she needs to have a laptop and i was using the slow one that was freezing all the time but then it just didn't die it just stopped working done and so i just had to do it i had to use my savings to yes so we're still hoping we're going to be able to raise that money to fill the deficit because that was an emergency purchase that we were kind of saving up for um and i'm having small anxiety attacks at every corner (laughs) she's having second long anxiety attacks right now i'm having one can you feel the tension in my air in my voice in my vocal cords so (laughs) listen it costs just three hundred dollars to get us to shut up about it yeah (laughs) that's it a small price to pay or a thousand dollars Yes. Whatever you have and lying then we'll around, we're not going to tell you not to give more money again. <laughs> like if you just like, you know, if you're hurting too, don't give money. But like, no, if you just like, ha- like you found a thousand dollars on the floor today, maybe give half of that to us. Listen, we can be your charity. Yes. <laughs> write us off on your taxes. Yeah. We, we're very easy Look, to write off. It wouldn't be the first time I was a charity case and <laughs> I will gladly accept it. So, um. Our PayPal, for those of you who can afford to donate, is paypal.me slash Helen Horror. Uh, you could also join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Helen Horror. We are uh, going to be recording a few of our wildcard episodes to get that train a moving again. Mm-hmm. So um, I have one. I'll tell ooh, you about it later. Ooh, I have I have one too. So we'll, we're yeah, going to get to them. I Don't worry. They're going to the be chamber. there. So um, that's... <laughs> I Thanks. can't stop burping. Thank you. It's the anxiety. It's the anxiety. <laughs> Just to get Reppy to stop burping, <laughs> donate to the PayPal. Um, so today, I think we both have pretty, I don't. how do I even Great. explain it? Pretty interesting, but also pretty fucking weird stories, right? Uh-huh. I think. I don't know yours, so I, I'm no judgment. I'm so excited to tell okay. you about mine. And I think I go first this time. Sure, why not? Sure. Who knows? <laughs> Up in the air. Yeah. We're just going to fight over it next time. Yeah, I'm going to fight club. right in the face. Yeah. 
So I'll punch you in the nose because you always wanted to get that done, and that then would, it'll be like a surgical. That would necessity. make um, insurance cover it. Yeah, exactly. That would be I'll very nice. Right there, Thank girl. you. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, now this is evidence. Yeah, we we'll have burn to burn this. It. Yeah. So our topic for today is families who kill. Because mm-hmm. families who kill together don't stay together. Stay together. <laughs> Go to jail together, hopefully. Oh, and then they reach their hands through the little gate. So they yeah. touch and, and, like, and then they pray at dinner time together. <laughs> they can have jail Thanksgiving together. Oh, cute. Yes. So I'm going to tell you about a fucking horrible backwoods family. Okay. Called the Brookses. Okay. And the murder of Vera Joe Regal. So first I'm going to tell you a little bit about Vera Joe. Okay, Vera is a cool name. Yeah, I, I kind of like what it. It's got Vera? an edge to is it. it. Itali- what is it? Vera. Vera. Spanish? I don't know. I th- Maybe it's French? I That's well, a very what good is, question. Isn't that, that one actress's name Vera? Wang? No, <laughs> she's not the <laughs> designer. Wait, who's the girl from all the scary movies that we like? Oh, um, her name is, yes, Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Yes, I fucking love her, and I want her to be the new uh, Morticia Adams. Yes. Okay, so it's Russian or Latin. Okay. Origin, and it means faith. Oh. Vera. Okay. So this Vera, Vera Jo Regal, was born in Findlay, Ohio. <laughs> Findlay. So close to Finland. Yes. <gasps> it's Findlay. Findlay. You're laying the Find. <laughs> Um, and she was born on July 11th, 1986, uh, one year before Mike. <laughs> I thought you were going to go one year before me. Nope, I'm not that old <laughs> I was yet. Like, what? So, Vera Jo's home life was troubled, and at age 11, she was sexually abused by her father, Willard Regal. Mm, if only Mike was here, so we could be like, so at age 10, what were you doing? Because this girl was getting molested. <laughs> yeah, no, he Just was playing like a... Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. And his best friend and was the crossing guard his... lady. <laughs> yeah, jerking off in his basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, by his trains. <laughs> by my, his dad's, by his trains. dad's trains. Yes. <laughs> oh, that story. <laughs> I love how we make fun of Mike so much on here. So sad. He doesn't he, listen. He's our elder and we do yeah. not respect him. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's going to kill us all one day. <laughs> one day he's going to stop. If anyone, if anyone was going to kill anyone, it'd be him because he never, like, it's very rare for him to break and freak out. Oh, yeah. No, we'd have to really so he's like the silent. <laughs> yeah. We're like in the middle of the night. It, it'd just be like him with an axe. And I'd be like, ah. Yeah. No. See, I just. Good one. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Yeah. Those would be my good last one. words. <laughs> ah, good one. Huh. Um, so her father was later sentenced to 20 years in prison for sexual abuse. Oh. Good. Yes. As she grew, it became evident that Vera Jo had a learning disability. She was diagnosed with ADHD, and it was estimated that her IQ fell into a range consistent with significant mental disability. One of her teachers equated her mental ability with that of an eighth grader. And she was how old? Um, when we're talking, she's probably, I think she's 21. Gotcha. Yeah, she's in her early 20s. So functioning, but not. Yeah, she's just, um, she just is, is kind of immature, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, you know, obviously no fault of her own. That's just right, her right, right. development. Just yeah. Something. So in spite of this, Vera Jo graduated high school, which was a big deal. In her late teens, she began dating 13-year-old Zachary Brooks. Uh, okay. I do have to say one thing. <laughs> yes. Which this might be a tangent. You might have to cut it. But okay. Have you ever heard about that psychological disorder where 
a trauma occurs and then you're stuck in that state. Yes, that happens a lot with drug addicts. Yeah, I wonder if maybe that was something too. Because she was young they, when the trauma occurred. They and then think she it, was, it was uh, like from birth, but it could have been. That's like, you know, we have certain people we know who like they act like the state the age they were when they started using drugs and yes, stuff like yeah, that yeah. yeah so zachary brooks it's a little gross because she is 19 he is 13 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you also have to remember she is the um I know, mental capacity of a 13 year old explained to her like i feel yes. like she's not but there's a lot more to it than that so, Brooks came from a tight-knit family known as the Brooks clan. Good. They lived... It's always nice when a family has clan. Is a clan, yeah. <laughs> well, I only know good clans. Ku Klux. Ku They're great. I hear they throw great parties. Yes. Um, so, they lived in a disgusting, derelict house across Rude. the street from a Salvation Army store. The house stood in contrast to the suburban, well-kept home surrounding it, Almost as if a dark cloud hung over the family. Mm. This is my speculation. <laughs> this isn't, you okay. know, and not a good one. Not a good one, like in the Adams family. Like no, all it's dark not and like everything fun. else is sunny. It's like you look at this yeah. and you're like, oh, that's like, where death oh, lives. No. Yeah, look at that condemned building. Wait, do yeah, people exactly. live there? It's like that. <laughs> there are many sketchy members of the Brooks family, but the most terrifying is matriarch Sherry Brooks who goes by the nickname Sugar Babe. I thought she was going to be Scary Sherry. That would be amazing, (laughs) but no. So Sherry was also sexually abused by her father, who gave her that nickname. Oh, good. She grew up primarily in the foster care system, but she still remained in contact with her biological mother. When she was a teenager, she told her mother that she'd given birth to a daughter. Sherry's mother tried to track down this baby girl to claim her, but it was later discovered that Sherry had never given birth and was attempting to steal a child. What the fuck, Sherry? You are going to be saying what the fuck, Sherry, all episode, because this- Does it bring you back to your childhood? No. no. (laughs) It's just like, like this woman is almost too unbelievable to be real. So she had an obsession with baby girls. It doesn't bother you that her name is also the name of your mother? No, it's Sherry, not Sherry. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying Sherry. No, it's Sherry. Oh, C-H-E-R-I. Okay, like, okay. Sherry. Like Cherry. But, yes. Okay. That's so, why I was like, does it remind yeah, you of your childhood? No. I was like, that's the same name as your mother. <laughs> nah. My mom has a very... I've only encountered like two other people that have her same name. Yeah. Which but it is a little basically weird. Sherry. Yeah, it's just... It's a variation it's of like weird. Cherry, Sherry, Sherry. Uh, it's like, you know. well, we can't name a very ch- uh, baby Cherry. No, we can't. How about Cherry? <laughs> She'll make that decision when she yeah. gets older if she wants to be Cherry. So um, family members noticed that Sherry always doted on her female children more than her sons. And she wouldn't even let anyone else hold them. I would love so, for someone to dote on me a no, little bit. would not. <laughs> Sherry had her first child in 1981 with her first cousin and named him Scotty. Well, I like Scotty. <laughs> Scotty is like one of the only sort of redeemable people in this story. You know what song it reminds me of? Scotty doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then came Joshua, Michael, Maria, and little Sherry, all between 1982 and 1987. So she was just popping them out as fast yeah. as she could. Just like my mama. <laughs> yep. Just like your mom. Just a baby cannon. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, one by one, the children were removed by Child Protective Services. Oh. Family members reported witnessing Sherry molesting her children. Sherry. And in one instance, she was interrupted while performing oral sex on Scotty, who was an infant. Ew. Yeah. For so many reasons. Fucking disgusting. Um, and so I heard about this story from a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Goodnight Sugar Babe. And it interviews all the family members and her either cousin or sister is explaining this event. She's like, yeah, I just walked in. She's up there holding the baby up and sucking its dick. And you're like, what? what, what how? Why? <laughs> right. And you probably walked into that thinking you're seeing things, right? Because really? a lot of times, the you know, people blow on the tummies. You're like, no, this yeah. is crazy. And, what am I looking at? And you're at? like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is-? And then, but they just talk about it. So matter yeah. of fact. Like she it's, was just, like she walked in on her blowing her husband or something. Yeah. He was just sucking his dick. Yeah. No, it's, I highly recommend it because it is one of the strangest things I've ever seen, this documentary That's and crazy. these people. That's so gross. It's so gross. Also, it's not, I mean, not that it'd be better if it was like a 20-year-old son, but like that baby can't even no, be like, it's, I like having my dick sucked. Yeah. It's, no, it's just, it's a it's baby. a baby. It's He's the just most getting used to being alive in the world. Yeah, and you're just oh. ruining it. Well, the only plus side about that is hopefully he doesn't remember it. Oh, he remembers too much. I feel bad for Scotty. Like yeah. he and they interview him in the documentary too, and he's older, he's and he's man. like, he's like, you can tell he's maybe a little slow. Um, but he's like, yeah, my whole family's fucked. <laughs> like, and he's like, and I know my parents are cousins, so it's like. Like, he just knows that it's so messed up. So the five children never lived together because Sherry lost one before the other one was born. So, like, she would give birth. One would get taken away. She'd give birth. So they never actually lived together with Sherry. She was notably obsessed with her daughter, Maria. Maria lasted the longest under Sherry's care just over one year. However, in 1987, Maria was hospitalized after being brutally raped. (gasps) she was bleeding from her vagina and was treated and released to Sherry with instructions to bring her back to the doctor the next day, which she failed to do. Why was, why was she released to, I don't know. Well, I guess you don't assume that a mother is brutally raping her child. Yeah, but also like like, what happened to this child? Well, Maybe she gave a story. Maybe she was like, I don't know. I, you know. Yeah. No, it's like, no, I was just cleaning it. Like, why? Why are you well, in there? But maybe she was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people in and out of my house, a lot of family members, whatever. And I yeah. just found her in her crib. I thought she was Just seems you know. like it needs more investigation. It does. You know? And I think today they definitely... Did I ever tell you, Jason, my brother, he's mm-hmm. really, really clumsy. And one time he, he broke his arm and then broke his... Shattered his arm oh. inside the cast and broke his leg. And this was all within like two weeks of each other. And he went... He went to the hospital again, and my parents were immediately taken away. Yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, they were like, yeah." He was questioned. Everyone else, I was a baby, but everyone yeah. else was questioned. Like, and it's like, no, this kid just, sucks. yeah, this kid's just <laughs> the worst. Kid. Yeah, but like that happens to parents who are abusing their yeah, kids, who and are, then it's who like aren't hurting their yeah. children at all, and then this bitch gets yeah. to walk Especially away. Especially because Jason was like eleven at the time. He's like, no, I just fell. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, like, just dumbass kid. He's like, well, I thought it'd be cool if I skateboarded. Like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You have a broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your brothers. Yeah. Um, so Maria was removed the following day. Thank God. Vera's mother, Verna, 
was okay. Sherry's neighbor at the time. And after Maria was taken away, Sherry began trying to take baby Vera for her own. So this is when Vera is a child. Weird. Weird, right? Vera's mother had no idea that two decades later, Sherry would succeed. <gasps> after having her first set of children taken away. Wow, that was good writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're welcome no. that was like that was like some fucking mm-hmm. dateline shit dateline <laughs> i'm i am um nancy grace yeah. now uh <laughs> do the accent yeah <laughs> sherry went on to have four more children all boys the eldest was kevin jr aka punky followed, <laughs> yes, punky. Punky, followed by zachary garth like and chucky think about this though her child's name is garth brooks uh, his name is Garth. Is it the Garth Brooks? Brooks? Is this no. Garth Brooks? Is- Actually, he's Chris Gaines. So yeah, her kid is legally Garth Brooks. Just want to throw that out there. All four were raised by Sherry and her husband, Kevin Sr., who wasn't her cousin. Thanks, Satan. Punky died after being hit by a car in 2010. In- oh my God. Yeah, we'll get the more kid? into him. Yeah, Punky, the eldest kid. In 2009, Sherry convinced... 16-year-old Zachary, and 22-year-old Vera to have a baby. According to family members, Sherry encouraged her sons to have at least one baby by the age of 17. Vera moved into the Brooks's home where the three boys lived with Sherry and a pet pig that was allowed to <gasps> defecate wherever it wished. Oh, but pig. Pigs are cute. This situation is not. No, that poor pig. He's the innocent one. <laughs> He's the only innocent in yeah. this. And the babies. Yes. Sherry reportedly took control of Vera's disability checks and coerced her into telling Adult Protective Services that she was happy in the home and did not want to leave. When Vera became pregnant, Sherry made it clear to both her and Zachary that if the baby was a girl, it would be raised as Sherry's own. She even insisted that Zachary sign over his parental rights to Sherry, which he did before their daughter, Willa Dean, was born. Willa Dean. Willa Dean. Um, on Sherry's birthday, November 3rd, 2009, she forced Vera to drink three bottles of castor oil mixed with orange Ew, juice wait. to induce labor so that the baby would have the same birthday as Sherry. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't even know castor oil induced so, labor. So they say that if you're really trying to induce labor, some people will say to take two tablespoons of castor oil. They force three bottles down her throat. Ew, and castor oil cannot be no. tasting good. They mixed it with orange juice. Yeah, but, but have you seen castor oil? Yeah. It's gross. It's I've gross. put it on my hair before. Yeah. It's supposed to help it grow mm-hmm. and stuff. But. Yeah, no, it, it's bad. So, Willadine was born the next day, despite Vera's due date being a month away. Oh, baby. Because of the early delivery, Willadine had to be hospitalized for heart problems immediately after she was born. Sherry named Willadine, and the baby girl was raised being told that Sherry was her mother, and Vera was kept at a distance. If Vera tried to interact with Willadine, Zachary would beat her. Oh, my God. Now that Sherry had her baby girl, she had no use for Vera, and Zachary had become bored with her, and he started seeing other girls. Vera was strong-willed and let Zachary know that she didn't want him to see anyone but her. This is when the horrific abuse began. Whenever Zachary became angry with Vera, he would punch her, throw things at her, and beat her. 
During one fight, he threw a phone at her face, which ripped her eyebrow piercing out and left a strip of flesh dangling from her forehead. Gross. Sherry claims that she raised her sons not to hit women, but told them that if a woman is, quote, going to put themselves in a man's place, then yeah, do it. So hit women. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kevin Brooks, Sherry's husband, never tried to stop the abuse and took steps to minimize his involvement. In 2011, Kevin Sr. was about to begin a 30-day prison sentence and reportedly told Sherry that if she was going to kill Vera, she could do it as long as she waited until he was in jail. No one in the household was able or willing to protect Vera. To make things worse, Sherry began spreading a lie that Vera had been with her son, Punky, on the night of his death and that she had pushed him in front of the car that hit him. What the fuck? Sherry used Punky's death to influence people on several occasions. Immediately after his death, Sherry was able to convince a family member to attack Punky's girlfriend after telling that family member that the girlfriend had pushed him in front of the car. Jeez. It wasn't until months later that she made up the lie that Vera had been with them and she had been the one who pushed Punky. Sherry kept a table in the house that had a television with video of Punky in his casket playing and a box of Punky's ashes on it. She would routinely leave candy on the table for Punky, like, as an offering. One day, Vera, who was being denied food, took a candy bar from the table and ate it. When the family found out, they locked Vera in a room and started calling people to come and beat her. Zachary encouraged one of Punky's ex-girlfriends to hit Vera as revenge. Vera was also made to sleep on the floor with a pet pig and tend to Sherry's feet. That was, like, her main job. In the winter of 2010, Zachary's cousin Travis was killed after being hit by two trains headed in different directions. What? How? (laughs) So he was skateboarding, I believe. Okay. He was like going, like jumping over the tracks, like Uh trying to avoid them. And he got hit by two car, two trains. Yeah. But also you think the one would stop you from getting hit by the other. He he was like caught in between gotcha. two trains. It was just like maybe he was just like, "Oh, I can do it before they get here." Yeah. You know? Or he could do a fun thing in Strasbourg they used to try to do, oh, which no. is the trains come, you jump on one, and then you have to jump on the other one before it leaves, then you catch the train for free. Oh my god. <laughs> they used to do that. So dangerous. Yeah. Because the next stop was only like 5 miles down the road. Oh, so yeah. they'd like but yeah. I could see how you would fall in between there and get. Yeah. I don't think anyone ever did, and but there, but it but. wouldn't be pretty easy to yeah. do so. So according to Sherry, her nephew was left quote like hamburger meat. This planted an idea in the Brooks boys' heads. So when Vera accidentally dropped a brick on Sherry's feet in March of 2011, uh-huh. accidentally quote unquote. accidentally, I would fucking smash that bitch's feet too. <laughs> yeah. Um, they began plotting what they thought would look like the accidental death of Vera Joe. They <laughs> planned to with drug her. Yes, with hamburger meat. They plotted to drug Vera and throw her on a stretch of nearby train tracks to be hit by a train. Sherry thought that there would be no trace of the drugs or DNA from anyone involved because the body would be too decimated. In the months before her death, Vera Jo Regal wasn't allowed out of the house. She rarely lifted her head or looked at anyone. During this time, Zachary's cousin Danny Bixler was released from jail. Both Zachary, Sherry, and Danny claimed to be part of the Crip Street Gang, 
The family claims that Punky was the first member of the family to join the Crips, and because of this, he was very well respected by others and had had a lot of support in the family. Which is like, yeah, I'm sure the Crips want this fucking white trash ass family to be part of their gang. Cool. Like, what could you possibly offer them? Yeah. You don't have money. You 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 don't have have anything. Like, yeah. You're not cool. So, like, I mean, what else do gangs want? besides cool yeah. people money and drugs cool, i don't really smart like, i mean look i don't want to sound like i know a thing about gangs because maybe i'm wrong but <laughs> but that's what i've learned from seem movies. like they're useful yeah yeah so danny arrived at the brooks home after his release and he brought his girlfriend nicole peters sherry saw an opportunity for danny to help her get rid of vera and told him and nicole that vera had been the one who killed punky danny and nicole began regularly beating vera with a belt and lock and cutting her with knives. Jesus. Sherry reported. Call the cops. You think she killed your friend? Call the cops. Yeah, right? No, no That's one. What, I'd be like, okay, 911, hello. Someone yeah. just. And her family, uh-huh. like, isn't living in this town and right. they're they worried live next about door, her. don't they? Yeah, they, well, I don't know if they still live next door, mm-hmm. but they live there, like, in the area and they are like, we can't get her to come home because she's a legal adult and she says she's fine. But they know that they're trash. But if they called the police to do a wellness check. That's the thing. Every time they went, she was always like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I but love it here. She's starving. At this point, she's starving. Yeah. They're not feeding her. So they just, I. That should be enough I to think, take her in. Yeah. I think the mother away. just said that they just stopped trying because every yeah. time they went there, she'd be like, no, I want to stay. So by this point, it's just like everyone is just like, well, we're never going to get her out of there. She wants to be yeah. there. So. Sherry reportedly stuck her finger up to her knuckle in one of the stab wounds on Vera's leg. Members of the family also made Vera eat dog poop. Ew. They sodomized her with a plunger. Yeah. Vaginally penetrated her with a toothbrush and verbally assaulted her. The torture became a sexual stimulant for Danny and Nicole. <sighs> Vera suffered black eyes, broken facial bones, and a split lip. Several people saw Vera's injuries in the days before her death, and police were called to the home to break up fights several times. Tensions escalated in the Brooks house on the night of March 26, 2011. About four hours before the murder of Vera Joe, Zachary, Danny, and Nicole had gotten into a fight with a rival neighborhood gang and had retreated to their aunt's house when the police were called. The house was located across the street from the train tracks. Somehow, a can of mace had been set off in the Brooks house at around 3 o'clock that afternoon. Sherry made up yet another lie to ignite anger towards Vera and told Danny that her son Michael's wife, Shannon Brooks, had suffered a miscarriage after Vera Jo set off pepper spray in the home. In reality, Shannon was never even pregnant. Sherry and Zachary asked Danny repeatedly to take care of Vera for them and to punish her for setting off the pepper spray. That night, Danny and Nicole ordered Vera to go for a walk with them. Vera knew that when she left the house that night, she would likely not return. She became panicked when she was ordered to put her shoes on, but followed the instructions of Nicole and Danny. In a desperate attempt to save herself, she pleaded with Scotty to come with them. Vera felt safe with Scotty and thought that he could protect her. He went upstairs to grab his shoes but was stopped by Zachary, who told him not to go with them. Vera was forced outside while crying and saying, I don't want to go. Danny wore a blue Crips bandana and a pair of Punky's old shorts, even though the night was frigid. 
As they walked to the train tracks, they forced Vera to strip. A trail of pink clothing was found strewn around the area. Danny Bixler later told police that they forced Vera to take her clothes off because the knife they were trying to stab her with was too dull to cut through the clothes. Vera was stabbed 21 times. Six of those stab wounds were located on her legs, which Danny Bixler claimed were to prevent her from running away. When they reached the train tracks, Vera was completely naked and likely freezing. Danny and Nicole took the knife and slit her throat. Ugh. They then tried to decapitate Vera, what? but they Why? couldn't. For what reason? With a, a knife that can't cut through clothes. Right. Great. But they couldn't cut through her spine. They then posed her body on the train tracks in an attempt to make it seem like the train had cut her head off. When they fled the crime scene, Vera Jo Regal was still alive and bleeding out. <sighs> Danny and Nicole then returned to the Brooks home and spent the night celebrating the murder. Nicole and Danny made no attempt to hide what they did. Nicole went around bragging that she had, quote, gotten her first teardrop. Oh my God. And Zachary and Danny hugged in celebration. The two killers changed their clothes and went out to get drunk. However, back at the train tracks, Vera Jo was using her last bit of life to foil their plan. She managed to curl herself into a fetal position. In this position, Vera's body ended around 12 inches from the ground, missing the chassis of the train by one inch and destroying the oh illusion that she, that she was, was killed by, by a train. train. Yeah, she was right under the train. It never hit her. According to family members, although Zachary was active in the abuse of Vera and the planning of the murder, he did not celebrate like Danny and Nicole did. He drank an entire bottle of vodka that night and told his relatives that he wanted to forget the whole thing. Who's this, Zachary or Scotty? Yeah, Zachary. Okay. Scotty was like, so here's the thing about Scotty. Mm -hmm. Scotty is at heart a good guy, mm -hmm. but he is, how do I put this nicely? A pussy. Okay. So all of the other family members bully him into doing things. So he knew what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. At first he didn't really, so he was going to go with them and then they were right. like, and don't go. Like, and don't, at that yeah. point he knew. Right. But he really didn't feel like he could stop it. But Zachary wanted her gone. He just didn't want to do it himself. Right. Because again, okay. pussy. Mm -hmm. So Zachary, in a drunken stupor, began hitting his head against walls uh, that night. Okay. Danny Bixler's sister ended up turning him and Brooks in for the murder. Good. Vera's family was not informed of her death until late <gasps> in the afternoon on March 27th. Mm. Uh, the morning after Vera's body was discovered, Sherry reached out to Child Services to request that Zachary be given full custody of Willa Dean. When authorities were going through Vera's belongings, they came across a note that she had written shortly before her death that read, quote, I love you, Willa Dean. You are a good little baby girl to us. I'm glad to be your mommy, and I'm glad that I had you on November 4th at 4.16 a.m. Six pounds, two ounces, 19 inches long. Mommy loves you. Oh. Danny Bixler pled guilty to the murder of Vera Jo Regal and was sentenced to 40 years to life with the possibility of parole in 2052. Nicole Peters was sentenced to 23 years in prison for conspiracy. Yeah, for conspiracy to commit murder, kidnapping, and tampering with evidence. Jesus fucking Christ! Zachary, they couldn't prove that she stabbed her. I guess not. It's, it's crazy. Or maybe they couldn't prove that she would have killed her without That's without like conspiracy. Danny, yeah. yeah. Zachary Brooks was not charged for the murder, but served four years for lying to police. 
Okay. Sherry Brooks was charged with obstruction of justice after lying to authorities and ordering other family members to lie to police, and she was put on probation. Sherry then served 40 months in prison for drug trafficking while on probation. Okay. She also spent 10 days in prison in 2014 for inappropriate contact with an unrelated minor. Oh, my gosh. Willadine was removed from the Brooks home. And after Zachary failed to prove his parental fitness, she was put up for adoption. So here's the thing that drives me fucking nuts, too. So I don't know why, but I think either I saw it in between the probation when she went to Mm -hmm. jail or she's out. Because Sherry has a very active Facebook. Oh, my God. Yes. And she posts pictures of Punky and how much she misses him. I want to see it. It's fucking crazy. I think it's just under Sherry Uh Brooks. You can go to it. And people will routinely like post on her page and post like share her posts and be like, this woman's fucking evil. Oh, and she just fucking look at her face. Like she just looks like a disgusting person. How do you her face name again? C-H-E-R-I Brooks. The whole family looks like the fucking hills have eyes. Oh, it's Sherry Lynn Brooks. Yeah. Okay. She like posts all these things about she had this whole post about how much she misses Vera and like, oh, my God, don't worry, your baby's fine. And people were like, fuck you, you monster. Yeah. What the fuck? When was her last post? Because she she's probably out of jail. Because she always... Um, June 25th. June 25th, yeah. How compatible are you and your partner? Sherry and Kevin, 110%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fucking crazy? That is fucking crazy. And there are crazy. like Facebook groups that are like, lock up Sherry Brooks. Yeah, look. Lock up Sherry uh, Brooks. Oh There's a whole God. Facebook page about it. Oh and my do you, God. And she's interviewed throughout the whole documentary. And it just, like, you can tell that she's trying to spin things. But you're just like... Like, the trash shines through. The trash of her soul seeps out into everything she does. February 27th. I'm a Facebook felon. I did my time for keeping it real. <laughs> She's also a real felon, though. <laughs> so, yeah. And the whole family. Like, you can look up the whole family, and they are all I, just the worst. I'm just looking at all her. It, her Facebook is wild. Yeah. Just wild. In the documentary, they interview her relatives. They're so heartbroken. And it's such a huge injustice. Because, yeah, two people went to jail. But these fucking people yeah. are out there living their lives. Right. And they're horrendous. Like, I don't even care that, like, people could be listening to this right now. Like, they're horrendous people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. They l- let someone with... Like, they knew that it was going to be a murder, and they just let it happen. Yeah, well, and not only that, they provoked it. Like, Danny and Nicole were horrible human beings to begin with, but they were like, oh, no, she killed Punky. She did this. She deserves it. she needs to go. Yeah, and this poor girl, like, when I see pictures of Vera Jo Regal, it just gets to me because you can see in her eyes that she's, like, begging for help. And she has this these beautiful eyes too. Yeah, like to there's a picture. picture of her taken by them, taken by the family. Oh, I can't find a good quality version of it, but it's like when she's doing Sherry's feet. Oh, and you can like there's just this panic in her face. 
that case just like I picked that because it was like trending in crime documentaries on Amazon Prime and I mm-hmm. watched it during a flight and I came out being like what the fuck did I just watch yeah what I mean I can't believe she's on Facebook and she's she is posting things active like, on Facebook. She, like she posted this picture of like a cartoon bear and it says, good morning, wishing you a happy Tuesday. Yeah. And just like, just like she's a normal woman who didn't molest yeah, all it, her children. It looks like she's someone. a normal mom. Like just yeah. like a mom. You I'll know, be a one that looks like an ogre. Well, yeah, but you can't even tell that from her Facebook no. page because the only picture is her from like a long time ago. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. That whole case is just, and the fact that they're out there. Yeah is just makes my skin crawl it's insane yeah so that is how the brooks family including garth everybody <laughs> burn his cds yes conspire to kill a mentally disabled beautiful young woman who did not deserve anything they did to her i told you this is this is gonna bring us down this episode yeah <sighs> okay Get ready. okay so now this is Russian and I don't know how to say them. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be one of okay. those episodes. So the Teradieva slash Podkopev family. Podkopev. Podkopev. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um is was made up of four people. Okay. That's where we start. Pretty small. Yeah. Anessa was the mother. Roman was the father, and they had two daughters, Victoria and Anastasia, both so very Russian names. Anastasia. Yeah, but not like the princess. No, probably named after the princess. <laughs> There's not a lot of history on the family's origins, but we do know that Anessa was once married to a man named Arzu Terardieva, um, who she had her daughter Victoria with. So okay. Victoria is Roman's stepdaughter. Okay, so so wait, do we have three generations or two? Just two. Two. Okay. Yeah. So it's so Anessa it's, it's and Anessa. Roman. Anessa and Roman are married and they have two girls. But she has one from a previous relationship. Yeah. Their two girls are Victoria and Anastasia. Okay. But technically Victoria has a different father. Okay. Cool. That marriage ended when Arzu died under mysterious circumstance at the power plant he worked at. Uh-oh. And I tried to Google it. The only thing you can find is in Russian, and it doesn't translate well. So no, I don't I'm know what sure happened at the power plant. Yeah. I was like, did something fall and uh, hit him? Or did something what really are we mysteri- talking about like, here? Or did he get, like, stabbed in a closet? Like, yeah. what's the mysterious <laughs> circumstance? Inessa didn't seem too broken up about it mm. because she soon married again. In 1988, she married Roman Podkopeyev. Mm-hmm. And they later had Anastasia together. Okay. When they met, Roman was working as a doctor, a dentist, to Ooh. be specific. So not a real doctor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and Anessa, you mean a sadist. <laughs> yeah. And Anessa was a nursery school teacher. But in 2007, so recent, yes. she quit for a new family business. You want to guess Uh-oh. what that family business is? Bacon. Robbery. Oh, <laughs> just as good. Yeah. I like that you go from caring, to people, caring for people's children to robbery. Yeah. Well, you know why? Why? Because daycare workers make shit money. <laughs> yes. If they made more, she wouldn't have to be like, well, if I just stole people's money, I'd make so much more. I also feel like she doesn't have the disposition to be working with kids in the first place. You don't know her yet. I mean, I'm assuming since we're doing a She could a be podcast, the hero of this story. <laughs> she could be, I guess. She could be the victim. 
<laughs> she could be the victim. Let's see. Except she's part and of the I family. And then I go on to talk about what a lovely mother yes, and she teacher was. she was. Just kidding. She loved every child. <laughs> Not in the bad way like Sherry. <laughs> no, no. Only in the good way. She didn't fillet any kids. I'll tell you that. Well, at least there was she no has sexual that going assault for history. her. That's, so, that's the bar yeah. for this episode. Um. So, okay. So she's a better mother than Sherry. <laughs> she is. Let's get that out. So on February 18th, 2008, the family would move from robbery to murder. McKaylee, Mickley, M-I-K-H-A-L-I. McKaylee? McKaylee. I guess. God damn it. What <laughs> is this last name? <laughs> oh, no. Zlidnu. Zlidnu? Yeah. The chief of the information security department of the Federal Drug Control Services of Russia Ooh. and his wife were at home when the family broke in. They were both shot but somehow survived only to be brutally stabbed to death by the family. The family then stole coats, a jacket, and a TV tuner. A TV tuner. Yep, that's all they got away with. Jeez. <laughs> On July 17th of 2008, they killed again while driving down a federal highway. How? <laughs> so they shot a car off the road. Just for funsies? Yeah. So one occupant, Alexei Sazonov, was killed, while the other occupant, Julia... Vasil, nope, Vasilyeva was injured but survived. Oh. The family stole a purse with a driver's license, passport, and the lady's handbag. And during the robbery, one of the women shouted to strive for it. What? In Russian, yeah. But that's that's the only clues the other girl could get, the person who survived. Yeah, that's get. weird. And so how old are the two daughters at this okay, point? Okay, so it's a little weird mm-hmm. because... If you look in different places, okay. So one one of the girls, I don't want to give away the ending. Oh, you don't. You can just There's keep no going. I'm just about wondering. One. There's no information about uh-huh. one. Um, and then. There's other information that say, like, they were born at this date. And then there's others that were like, they were born at this date. Mm-hmm. But conflicting. Um, they're like, they're around like 15, 16, like high school okay. age girls. Okay. So on, th- where was I? Did she scream to strive for it? Which makes no sense, but maybe it's a translation thing. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so the next murders occurred on March 10th, 2009 in Novakurskask. That's the town. Okay. The family broke into a home of two people and killed them by stabbing them to death. Mm-hmm. The killers took the victims' passports, laptops, camera, camcorder, women's boots, coats, and a men's jacket. I looked up their ages. So Victoria was older because she was the one who was... She was from the previous marriage, right? She was 25. Okay. And Anastasia was around 13. Oh, wow. Young. Yeah, so they were young. Yeah, Younger so than they, were, they were pretty far apart yeah. in age. They were like 12 years yeah, yeah, yeah. apart. Yeah. I just mixed their ages together. That's fine. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> but I'll tell you why the one age is hard to find at the end. Okay. So they like just kind of the strangers, this family. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The next killings happened on July 8th, 2009. The family went up to a stalled car of Dmitry Chudakov. That's a strong name. It is. He was a Lieutenant Swamp member. Oh, so like, so he was like law enforcement. He was like a law enforcement yeah. guy. They walked up to the car and shot into it. The bullets killed Dmitry, his wife, Irina, and his son, <gasps> Sasha. Oh. The family then proceeded to stab Dimitri's daughter, Veronica, 37 times until she died. 
The family stole a camera, a laptop, a hairdryer, and 43,500 rubies. Why did they have a hairdryer in the car? I don't know. Maybe they were like going <laughs> they, off yeah, for travel or something. Yeah, they might have been something. like on vacation. I don't know. But the family miraculously left behind things like gold jewelry and diamonds, like her jewelry and her like huh. engagement rings. Maybe they thought behind. it would be like too identifiable. They don't seem don't like know. the type yeah, to think about to think anything. That through. <laughs> but so this was the most high profile crime committed by the family. It's basically, you know, a, a high level cop. Yeah. And the Chudakov massacre was at first contributed to Alex Sarinko, who actually spent two years in jail um, for the crime. Oh, no. He was later exonerated of the crime. And the massacre was then attributed to the Tsebkov gang. Hmm. And only after ballistics confirmed that the shotgun used to kill the Chudakov family was used in to kill the three other people did investigators realize that they were all connected mm-hmm. and it wasn't either of those people. And investigators later called the killers the Amazon gang, which was derived from a knife found close to one of the crime scenes with my favorite Amazon written on the knife. That's really weird. Right? Are they like tall, big women? No. No? They're, they're not Amazon? No. no. Okay. What I thought immediately was like a machete because you would use that That's knife in the Amazon. Like. Yeah. But none of them say that like they're stabbing them. They're not like slashing yeah. them with swords. So I don't really know. I wonder if there's a picture of the knife. There, I, I kind of looked, but I didn't do that much research. But I was just like Amazon gang knives. And there's a few of them because they use different ones. So I'm not sure if you yeah. can find one that specifically says like this mm-hmm. is the knife. But so you now- might. So now law enforcement thinks that they're like a gang. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Well, because they know there's multiple people there. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the gang killed 10 people between July 2007 and September 2013, but ended up only stealing 400,000 rubles, which is approximately $6,800. That's all I got away with. That's (laughs) as much as 400,000. Yep. So the family invaded a home in Axe sometime in 2010, two teenage girls were inside the home. One girl was believed to be Inessa's goddaughter. What? Um, yeah. So the family restrained the girls and proceeded to torture them by what's like the worst kind of torture you can imagine? Pulling the fingernails off. Gouging out their eyes. Oh, that's bad too. The family then stabbed them to death. And they knew these people. Yep. Oh my she knew one of them at yeah. least. Yeah. Well, um, well enough to be a godmother. Yeah. The family committed their next crime on September 19th, 2012 in Novocherkask. Mm, yep. Okay. <laughs> so the family killed two private security employees, Vladimir Mandrik and Vasily Kamforin, as they responded to an alarm signal at a dental clinic. Huh. So they so broke they into a dental the clinic. Alarm, yeah. And they showed Waited up and they killed until, them. Yeah. Um, the family then invaded the house of Vadim Spoon in Aske, Aksé on November 29, 2012. So they didn't actually kill him right away. They were just stealing things. And they only killed him after Vadim began to chase them away from the home. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they shoot and kill him. So at this point, they've been killing for like, what, four years? Um. Yeah, 2007 yeah. to 2000. It's now on March 16th, oh, 2013. Wow. So yeah, so yeah, so a long time. So on March 16th, 2013, the family killed Nikolai Kutsekin, who was a traffic inspector 
after he heard his car alarm go off and he saw some suspicious people near his car. He tried to detain them and that's when he was fatally <gasps> oh, shot. Oh, yeah. The next crime happened on the outskirts of Novocherkask. Yeah, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> on April 8th, 2013, the family broke into a grocery store to steal food and any money. But two employees, Yuri Stetsenko and Nikolai Korzunov, responded to the alarm that went off. When they came across the family, they were both shot. Korsunov was injured, but Stetsenko died at the hospital from his gunshot wound. On April 24, 2013, Andrew Juran, a traffic inspector, was in his driveway about to go to work when he was approached by the family. A lot of people were like, oh, they just seemed like a normal family. So he wasn't on his guard because he was a traffic inspector, which is like what we would call like, um, you know, like a traffic cop. So like he was a cop. Yeah. He had like a gun yeah. and he was a police officer. It yeah. just seems like they really hate traffic inspectors. Good call. Mm. So um, he was shot at point blank range. Mm. The family then attempted to break into the house where after hearing the gunshots, his wife took their child and hid. Luckily, the family left after they could not get into the house and they heard police sirens oh, approaching. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. That, that, those locks, whatever those locks were, everyone needs good. those yeah. locks. <laughs> we should advertise yeah. those locks. So the family's last crimes occurred on September 8th, 2013 in Axe. The family broke into a private home and killed all of the occupants. The family then stole some food from the house and any like loose money or anything. Roman and Victoria escaped Via scooter. <laughs> what? I don't know. That seems very European. <laughs> yeah. The two were then noticed by two private security firm employees, Ivan Shakovi and Alexi Lagoda, who were just passing by, like doing security checks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a, I guess, kind of like a gated community, but yeah. say it was gated. But so well, they're it was monitored. Yeah. yeah. So they're just driving around in their, you know, what I like to think of like an, a fun police car, but mm -hmm. not police. So they stopped Roman and Victoria and. So Roman immediately responds by opening fire on them. Mm. A shootout then proceeds to begin. And at the end of the shootout, all the people involved were either injured or dead. Shakahova and Roman were dead, while Lagoda and Victoria were both wounded. Victoria was arrested by backup shortly after. Inessa and Anastasia were later detained by police at a campsite where the family had a huge haul of weapons oh my god so that was like their meetup place and it yeah. was just like a camper so the family were put in jail alongside with roman's sister who was also named anastasia anastasia sinlink sinlink wow <laughs> russian's weird they put <laughs> letters together that that shouldn't go you would together. think there'd be a vowel in you between yes, them but you, there's you not who was accused of storing stolen goods for the families mm. and her husband sergey um who was arrested on suspicion of helping the family evade the police by using his job as a policeman <gasps> to gather information on the investigation on the family's oh, crimes no. and identify future targets for the family. Mm -hmm. Sergei later said in court how he felt pleased that his colleagues wouldn't, um, could not find the killer while he knew exactly who they were. Oh, what a fucking psycho. All these people. The family usually targeted law enforcement and their families, but they were willing to target anyone. The family would usually kill their victims by shooting, although a handful of victims were stabbed to death. The family would enter houses by the back door or windows and kill the occupants inside by either shooting them with a shotgun or stabbing them to death. 
The highway shootings were committed by shooting the vehicle to force it off the road, rob the vehicles uh, of any valuables, and then shoot anyone alive in the car. Mm. While Veronica Chudakov was stabbed 37 times to death in the Chudakov family massacre. The two teenage girls in the 2010 home invasion were the only ones provenly tortured before they were stabbed to death. There was just something like... Because they knew them, I guess. Yeah, Maybe they, there was they some. Took their eyes right out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Yeah. So on December fifth, two thousand seventeen, the Amazon gang were sentenced for their crimes. Anessa got twenty one years in a general regime colony, which is just like regular prison for us. Oh yeah. Victoria got sixteen years in a general regime colony, and Roman was dead. Mm. <laughs> Obviously, Anastasia. Sinlink got 19 years in a general regime colony while Sergey got 20 in a strict regime colony. So he was, you know. Is that like a work camp? Like what? No, it's just like how we have like... Um, Supermax? Yeah, we have like yeah. basic prison like and then Max. Supermax. Yeah. So they could only prove the murders I listed, but there are like 25 others that they think the family could have committed of people who are connected to law enforcement some oh, no. or like who are law enforcement who were just massacred and like a few things were stolen but not everything was mm-hmm. um but they can't prove it and no one ever confessed to those Anastasia Podkopeyev was not sentenced as she was a juvenile at the time oh. of the crimes and her whereabouts are now oh. unknown she probably has a whole new identity yeah, that's why a lot's not listed about her mm-hmm. you, you can find almost nothing about yeah, her because, because she was a juvenile she wasn't sentenced yeah so technically she didn't commit any of the crimes mm-hmm. but she was there for all of them <gasps> and i want to know more about that yeah but there's not it's such an interesting story. I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but I want to know the information of like who was doing it, who was leading it, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot. No, and I think if Roman had lived, there would have been more because he seemed like yeah. more of a loudmouth and like a bragger, <laughs> McBraggerstein. But everyone else um, was just kind of like McBraggerstaff. Sorry, <laughs> McBraggerstaff. So like, I just want to know. But I looked on like a bunch of different sites and it's all kind of the same information recycled over and over and over mm-hmm. again. There's not like interview like they're not and very talkative or chit chatty. So recent. Yeah. Like, I had never heard of it, even though it's so recent. Yeah. And a Maybe... lot of the crimes they were saying they hope that they can like connect them in mm-hmm. you know. So, well, you would hope they would be able to do that so they never get out. Yeah. But we don't know what they're like apart. That's the yeah. thing. Both of these cases, it's like would these things have happened if this family wasn't yeah. so it's close It's like you do. Like sometimes one person brings mm-hmm. out the crazy in another in everyone. person. And it's just like. Well, and it's also a lot about the power dynamic in these yeah. families. That's why I want to know, like, was Anastasia also like not involved when she was just 13 and was just like hiding in the corner the whole yeah. time? In or which was case, she like, there, okay, like... she's another victim. Or was she like, you know, fingers in the eye sockets? Yeah. Who knows? And you can find a picture of um, all of them online. Yeah. But no reasons, obviously, of Anastasia because... because but well, she's you, a minor. Yeah, but, but you, you can, can see a picture of her? Yeah, there's like yeah. a four-way shot. Oh, uh, okay, of her. Of her, because she was arrested and detained oh, at Oh, and so they've released that yeah. picture. Or maybe it's... Maybe I'm thinking of the one with the aunt. There is a picture of all of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's one... Oh, yeah, I see them. Yeah. Wow, you can really tell that one is Roman's son. I mean, Roman's daughter. Yeah. The two girls, mm-hmm. okay, like, 
obviously they don't look so great they look like they've been up all night or whatever but yeah. if you just saw them like walking around the mall you wouldn't think anything of no it. not at all none of these people really i yeah. mean well roman, she's got scary face roman and looks a little bit like a q-tip but he looks like the pink blob from dragon ball z yeah he does yeah. oh that's exactly what he looks yeah. like and that guy's evil too so yeah so i think the lesson is don't hang out or join families that have a secret meeting spot with a lot of weapons and don't hang out with families that have three teeth between them. Yeah. You know? Also, shout out to, you know where I got most of this information? Where? Criminal Minds Wikipedia. Because oh, yeah. one episode is inspired by them mm -hmm. and someone went hard on the Into details that, of yeah. them. And I was like, great. Because they had awesome. like all the dates, just like date, 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 date. Yeah. And I was like, oh. yeah when that happens yeah. yeah but i was like really criminal mind there's nothing on like murderpedia the, yeah the criminal minds like pedia thing is yeah which is crazy they go most of them depth. are just like inspired but yeah. those people just whoever the people them. will research yeah. into it it's awesome yeah i love that yes thank you for doing the work <laughs> yeah because i can't no so thank you all for tuning in yes this has you. been one of our more like heavy murder episodes yeah. well mine was short i'd like to point out that i'm short, that short i'm short and sweet and <laughs> she's long and heavy yes long and heavy like my dick <laughs> yeah exactly she's just like a yeah penis. i'm like a uh, so i'm porn a star's penis um <laughs> so we are Helen like high horror funny <laughs> yes you're you are a little one a little non-threatening yeah i'm no, I was gonna say I'm what's his face's penis. Oh, while his you know, was we can't name off. names. <laughs> um, you're like the little uh, squishy one I gave all my bridesmaids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're Helen High Horror on everything. Mm -hmm. We're Hell High Horror on Twitter. I'm Austin Castelli on everything social media. I'm Reparata Ann on everything. And I think that's it because we already plugged our yeah. PayPal and our Patreon and all that stuff. Yeah. So just yeah. You know. So thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you. Happy hauntings. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.